Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM and WEGLFM.com, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. As always, I am Jack Carr, joined alongside my color man, Davis Carroll. We'd like to welcome in our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn and Opelika Megaplex and around the world, however you may be tuning in today, whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna, through the information superhighway at WEGLFM.com, or if you're tuning in after the fact via our podcast, we are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now, as always, we are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin WEGL studios here in the Harold Milton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where right now it is uh, slightly overcast and about to rain, I reckon, so... We wish you a most sincere good morning and hope that you are able to stay dry here on a Monday morning. Davis, how are you feeling today on this rainy Monday morning? I'm wearing pants, so that's a good sign that's for great. the rainy day. That's great. But I did not bring my umbrella. Mm. I was too lazy to get it get it set up in my backpack. We'll see if you regret that. The thing is that umbrella is pretty bunk. I did find it on the ground a few months ago, and every time a gust of wind hits it, it is like the comical, like, whoa, and it flips backwards mm-hmm. every time. You can just get the ones for free in the metal cans at the front of the mes- restaurant. That's true. Those are always the really nice ones. Mm-hmm. I wonder, wonder what the deal is with those. Real, How do they have so many umbrellas? Real charity case. <laughs> you you, <laughs> you got to leave one to take one. You can't just take a free penny at the gas station. Those belong to people, George. <laughs> Classic. Do I have do I have George? No, no. We're looking for it. Just imagine. I don't know if I have George right yeah. now. What? Yeah. It's just on a different page, probably. He's eluding me. Good old George. All right. Uh, we need more Seinfeld sounds. Yeah. Send in your Seinfeld sound request to at CDiscAU on Twitter. I'd love to receive them and uh, put them into the system over here. Um, I got the tweet deck pulled up right in front of me, so if you uh, if you have a suggestion, it'll pop right on in. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. We've uh, we got a great Twitter account. We share a recap of the show every single day on Twitter. Uh, we're just some some talking points. We we interact with some people. We will sometimes shout out some interesting stuff we talked about on the show, including Long Beach State University's awesome shark mascot and the pyramid that they play basketball in. Boom! That was the the fun Twitter moment of the week last week. One of so. these days, we're going to get a famous person to interact with us. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping Nelly. Michael B. Jordan. That'd be cool. That'd I think Nelly would be more likely. Mm-hmm. I was just reading about Nelly, so he's on my mind. Nelly on my mind. Got Nelly on my mind. All right, uh, jumping over to the weather real quick, because uh, on Windows 10, if there's rain coming, it doesn't tell you what temperature it is outside. Hmm. Uh, it is 53 degrees right now and cloudy here on the plains. Um. Yeah, definitely a storm moving across the state. Probably afternoon showers, as if I had to guess. Uh, yeah, we're looking at about a 55 and rainy all day today. So plan accordingly. It will be a bit of a classic February Monday here in Auburn, Alabama. So I was going to set at 5:33. Looking at a 99% chance of rain at 10 a.m. So if it's going to come, it's going to come then. High of 59, low of 54. Four, looking at your 10-day forecast, um, for the rest of the week, we're dealing with a slight chance of rain, but some nice temps. We got high 70s, low 80s all the way till Friday when it drops back off to 
65. So we'll be getting some warm weather and a little bit of patchy rain showers here and there. So I think that's a fair trade. You know, uh, talking about weather apps, mm-hmm. I remember back in the day, Apple, the weather app on the Apple mm-hmm. iPhone, I was like, it was cursed. You couldn't use that because it wasn't good. But I got to say, after this new phone update, it's got a nice facelift. I think it might be my go-to weather app now. Um, is it like as bad as Maps was? You remember how bad Maps was? Yes. T- take, a, take a gander, if you will. It has notifications on when it's going to rain. It's got the it's got like the the chart or whatever you call it like the mm, the map yes, yes stay dry yeah turn on notifications it's got everything precipitation it didn't used to be like that it used no, to be it like it was just, just that you scroll down and be like it's got everything that's what I'm saying it's got like wind it's like weather.com <laughs> it uh it's telling you what be, what's the oh, best clothes to wear I mean, it's pulling from weather.com oh, if you scroll down to the bottom no way it's just gussing it up a little oh. but I do like the the little it's anim- a good UI the rain animation in the background it's nice and fun. Working on something. Fun weather indeed is what uh with Apple made weather fun again. The weather app fun again. You know Visibility who- for ten miles? Oh my goodness, it does have everything. Maybe I'll maybe I'll switch over to that for the weather report. Pressure is thirty point two nine INHG. What is that? Uh inches of mercury. It really? Yeah. HG's mercury? HG's mercury, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. I don't. I still know the song. Mm. There's hydrogen, then helium, then lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon everywhere. Nitrogen all through the air. I'm not gonna do the whole thing. It's because you don't know the whole thing. I, nitrogen, I, so you can read them. Floor for your pretty teeth. Actually, I don't. I used to know the whole thing. I had to learn in seventh grade science. I knew that, like the back of my hand. I knew that. It's uh, it's mercury because it's like it gets bigger if the pressure's lower. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was a thing. No, 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 no. This whole time. Yeah, I found it. <laughs> you could have seen his eyes light up earlier yeah. if, you, if you had a camera. I found the button. Um, all right. Well, that's what's going on in weather here in Auburn, Alabama. We got a lot to talk about here on the show today, including we had a big weekend in Auburn sports. All three of our sports were on the road, but they all did something Pretty interesting. Basketball went to Florida. Baseball was playing out in Texas against some Big 12 teams. And softball went down and played an invitational in Clearwater, Florida. So we'll talk about all of that and more in the coming minutes. And if you have anything you would like us to discuss here on a Monday morning to cure your Monday morning blues, you can go ahead and call in 334-844-9345 or... 334-844-WEGL on your touchtone keypad. You can also send us a tweet, as always, at CDiscAU. We'd love to hear from you on a Monday morning like today. Hope you are staying dry, and uh, hope all is going well as we are approaching midway through the semester, believe it or not. Flown right by, has it not? I have my midterms for one of my classes next week. I'm sure you do, too. His midterms next week, correct? Mm. I know I have one of them next week. I already had one last Friday do this is all too much yeah it's, it's a lot overwhelming all right well we're gonna i'm just fascinated by this weather channel it's the exact same as the apple weather it's just dressed up a little different i think i think the apple what the app on apple has just like a better has a better look to it but that's apple's whole thing isn't it to look sleek and tricky into thinking it's better Mm-hmm. apple music 
Not better than Spotify, but it does look cooler. Some would say. I'm pretty happy with Spotify's UI. It's pretty easy to follow most of the time. Fair enough. Except you can never find your daily mixes. It, you, they just happen to show up. If they feel like coming by and telling you about them, they will. But other than that, you're not finding them. The thing with Spotify that, you always, like them. that always got me was uh, after a song is over, it does one of four things. It mm-hmm. either goes to a radio based on that song, plays yeah. the same song again, mm-hmm. plays the next song in the search alphabetically, mm-hmm. or it does nothing. Seemingly, I've only had with no rhyme or I've reason. only had nothing or play it again. And playing again is based on if you have the repeat on. Hmm. I've never had it play the next song in the search. Like but it, I have had it play similar songs afterwards. Yeah, it does it like a radio. Yeah, I've had that, and I've had like, nothing recently, which was weird because that hadn't happened in a while. Because I listened to Dang by Mac Miller. And yeah. I'm like, okay, let's keep the vibe going. And then it plays Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. And I'm like, well... It just ruins everything. Great song, but wasn't really what I was going for. Spotify. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. Did know. you have an old spot? Did you ever update it? I I updated it. Hmm. I just I don't know. It 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 sometimes did that. You are an ex Spotify user now, though. I guess I still have the account. Do you have the app? I don't have it on. I have it on the the computer. I don't have it on my phone. Hmm. Okay. Here's the here's the real question to figure out if you're an ex Spotify user. Do you currently use it to listen to music? No. Then you're an ex Spotify user. I'm a re- relapsed, <sighs> or what? What was the the term we off the wagon? We said about Catholics. Oh, uh, lapsed. I <laughs> guess lapsed. former. Yes, that's right. That's a me. lapsed Spotify user. Maybe you'll relapse one of these days. I'll be back. Listen to Death Grips. Maybe. Maybe Dang. You can't live without listening to Dang oh, or gotta, these walls. It might just. It might just be the secret. Uh oh. Thirty in the morning. I might, I'm. I'm gonna put in a case for Nelly later. Oh. Have a good. Maybe. A real season debate. That'll. That'll get some interactions. And enliven debate. Nelly. We're gonna have either Nelly, whatever Nelly's in there, or Dang by Anderson Pack and Mac Miller. Hit us up on Twitter or call us at 334-843-9345. Yeah, if you've got a preference either way or if you're Someone not- Someone else. Yeah. If you got another request for the Secret 830 in the Morning song, we'd love some, some interaction on that. All right, with that, we're going to head to a quick break. When we return, we will discuss Auburn's trip to Florida in basketball and Auburn's trip to Texas in baseball. Mixed results with that one. Uh, we'll get to it when we return in just a little bit. Also, Mardi Gras- fast approaching i know davis you're excited about that one could say you're not on the hook for the king cake this year good so that's uh that's exciting um but we'll talk about mardi gras festivities and a whole lot more on the other side of a break so don't go anywhere you're listening to compact discourse right here on wgl 91.1 fm Welcome to Compact Discourse right here on WBGL 91.1 FM. As always, I'm your host, Jack Hardron, alongside Davis Carroll, coming at you live on a Monday morning here from the Auburn University Student Center here in beautiful Auburn, Alabama, in the Bradley Basin WEGL studios. That's where we're broadcasting live from, folks. As always, all right, we'll jump back into what we have going on in the world of Auburn athletics as it was a busy weekend for all parties involved 
the Auburn Tigers, number two Auburn Tigers, went on the road to Exact Tech Arena in Gainesville, Florida, and dropped a heartbreaker, a one-point loss to the Florida Gators. This is a arena that the Auburn Tigers have not won in since 1996, and the streak will have to wait just a little bit longer to be broken as the Tigers were not able to get the job done on Saturday, falling 62-63, to despite having the ball when time expired. They were just not able to get a shot off to the rim. They did, however, rally back late. They were down eight with about two minutes left in this one and somehow find a way to claw themselves back into this game with a couple good steals, a couple clutch shots, and really had, uh, after falling behind late in the second quarter, or the second half, rather, really had no business being in this one as late as they were, but they found a way and were able to put themselves in a position to win. Unfortunately, the play did not work out the way they had wanted to with Florida's defensive scheme on the final play with the ball. And Auburn drops their third game of the season, their second game in conference, and their uh, first game in regulation that they've lost. So a lot of firsts here. Auburn shot 40% from the floor, 35% for, for th- from three, which sounds great until you see that Florida shot 40% from three. This is usually not a good perimeter shooting team, is Florida. But Appleby had himself a day. He scored 26, including going 7 for 8 on his free throws and 7 for 15 on his field goals. He was the difference in the game, I think. Castleton, he, we expected his performance to be as good as it was, um, the big center for Florida, and you can kind of plan for that. But I don't think you could – account for Appleby having the day he had from beyond the arc and that ended up being the difference I think because it really messed up Auburn's defensive scheme having to guard inside and on the perimeter. Um, Jabari Smith does his thing. He's uh, scored 59 total points in one week between this game and the Vandy game. He gets 28 in this one almost perfect on free throws and 7 for 16 from the floor. Jabari and Appleby were pretty much trading blows this entire game and uh left everybody else kind of in the dust. Neither team had a good performance from their bench. I believe Auburn with five bench points and Florida with nine. So that was the story out of Gainesville. Auburn does turn the ball over 17 times, including three passes that sailed out of bounds. Um, and they do win the rebound battle 38-27. to So a lot to unpack here from Auburn's uh, third loss on the road. You can learn a lot more from a loss than a win. I think Auburn's going to be able to figure some stuff out about what this team needs to do offensively and defensively. Uh, looking at that final play, I think a lot of people are getting too hung up on that. But um, you got to remember, you know, the game, the game's in March. They're going to be on a neutral site. So if you're if you're pushing this close in a hostile arena like the Exact Tech Arena, I like your chances in March when it comes to neutral site time. Yeah, I think it's a good point. But for the last play, I think a lot of people would have been a lot more happy if it had at least been an att- a shot attempted, mm-hmm. even if it was like .2 seconds left. Just throw it up, or maybe I, a lot of people wanted a lob. But I can't. I don't know if you can expect Wendell to see that when there's two like six five guys in front of him. But I think there could have been a timeout called there, playing up a better play. But uh, as is life, you can't 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 go back in time to fix it. That's correct. So, yeah, taking a look at the final play, after um, witnessing it live, I did go down to Florida to watch this with with Jacob Hillman. Um, We we did watch this one live. Um, If you'll you'll take a look at the play. um, All right. I am taking a look. 
working on it. Okay, well, it's from the inverted perspective of what I saw. So, Auburn gets the ball with seven seconds left, I believe. Um, and the play that I believe they were going to do was Walker was going to set a screen right here and Wendell was going to drive to the basket. But because Florida was switching on defense, Walker could not set a screen without moving. So that kind of threw a wrench in that. Bruce, after the game, said he probably should have called a timeout right here with five seconds left once they realized their play wasn't going to work. But what they do instead is Walker tries to drive anyway after making a move, does a quick pass over to Kessler, who made its way under the rack. Um, that gets tipped away by Florida. I think even if Kessler catches this one, he probably isn't able to get the dunk off in time because when it's tipped away, you only have half a second left on the clock. So great defense by Florida, but I really think Auburn should have had a contingency plan if, if, if this defensive scheme they were banking on happening did not end up coming to fruition. I think more people should have been moving for the play. Yeah, I think you need more moving parts. A to lot get of people are putting this on Wendell. Which I'm not going to put it all on Wendell. I think it, there's some it, he has shown himself to not be good, and well, Auburn hasn't been in a lot of crunch time situations like this. Well, he's he's been be in the two. Well, so it, yeah, he's getting the blame for Arkansas and this. But so. I feel like uh, he didn't get a lot of help on this play because you you have yeah. KD and Jabari on the wings that really are, are might as well not have been on the floor for this final play. That's my issue with a lot of Auburn offense. They just they just kind of stand there. When a play is running, like they'll have maybe three guys within two or just kind of off to the side. I think off-ball movement is is something that is di- – like right there, definitely needed. Because if Jabari was moving and, you know, Kessler didn't work out, but then Jabari's open because someone went to help on Kessler, then there's a shot for Jabari or something. But uh, to Ur's human – it's it was a one point loss. I'm not in Gainesville. I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. Yeah, they also were down pretty much the entire yeah. first half. The, the, the entire first half. They never led in the first half. So uh, proud of them for battling back. Really proud of them for. I mean, it looked like it was over with about three minutes left, but Auburn somehow manages to score outscore Florida. I think eight to two in the final two minutes, including a clutch uh, inbound pass steal from Jabari to get to put themselves so they don't have to foul. Because they, they were able to just get the ball and go for it and not have to foul in the final second of the game, which is pretty rare to see a team battle back like that. So um, can't get too hum- hung up on it. The good news is uh, I think you only have one game left using the Nike balls. Hmm. I've never used the Nike ball. Apparently. This is what I'm hearing. Is that what Florida uses? Well, yeah, all the like the Nike schools use them. So oh. er- everywhere we've played bad this year, oh, Missouri, Georgia, Arkansas, Florida. Nike balls. I will say people don't like, they're like, oh, it's a ball. It doesn't really matter. But it does matter. Just a little bit of difference in the texture. If you're used to one ball with Auburn's obviously used to the Under Armour. We use the Wilson ball. The Wilson. Oh, Wilson. That's a good one. I'm and a they, big fan they, of Wilson. They use those in the tournament. So. Like, it's just the way it feels, like the different ridges, the different texture on it mm-hmm. can so greatly affect how it just, like, it may be like a minute effect, but you're shooting, what, 25, 30 feet, and that's going to affect it in the air. I'm a big advocate for it. You, you should always try to use the same ball or similar balls if you can. If you go from, like, if I'm practicing one day with a Wilson and then I go to a Nike the next day, I think I think that just cancels it out personally. The ones at the rec at Auburn, the city ones, really good. Big, big fan of those. Noted. Boom. It's like using a women's ball. I had a dream last night, <laughs> along with you cutting my sweatpants into shorts. Go on. 
that we were playing basketball. I believe that was right before you cut my sweatpants into shorts, and I was a little peeved about that. We were playing basketball, and you were using a women's ball, and you passed it to me. And I was like, what the world? And then I shot it. It didn't go in because you weren't used to it. I The thing is, yeah, women's balls are better or, like, more fun to dribble because they're so much smaller. Mm-hmm. You can palm it. Yeah. Weirdly, I can't palm it. It's, like, it's about equally as difficult for me to palm a women's ball as a men's ball. But I can still do it with my right hand. Mm. But shooting with the women's balls like a little more difficult for me because of the size difference. I think that, I don't know, could explain the three passes that Auburn had that just sailed out of bounds. It could, yeah, if it's a different texture and it's just like a little bit slipperier, yeah, definitely. Comes comes off your hand just a little bit different. I think that's a big factor there. <clears throat> but I, I would personally, if I know we can't, but like if we, get a, if we could get a hands on one of those Nike balls that they use and then compare them because I did get to hold the Auburn ball when, I, when we did the musical chairs. Mm-hmm. So I have an idea of what it feels like. I was a fan of it. It was nice and firm. It didn't really slip around in your hands. A nice dribble to it. We need we need to get we need to make buddies with one of the managers so we can play on the court. I want to see what it's all about. We'll do we'll we'll put the Nike ball to the test. We need we need to get one. Get our hands on one. All right. Well, the good news is Auburn Huntley has two games left with the Nike ball. I believe they are at home. On Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. against the Ole Miss Rebels. That is uh, Jersey night in the jungle. So if you're coming to the jungle, wear your jersey, Auburn, or otherwise. If you have an alumni of Auburn, you'd like to show off, be it Chuck or Sharif or JT Thor even, Bryce Brown. Hmm. Got a lot of guys in the league now. So wear your your colors for Auburn. Uh, You also got a game against Tennessee up in Thompson Bowling Arena this Saturday, probably the Man, not definitely the biggest game left on Auburn's schedule. A game you really need to win if you'd like to uh, put all doubts to rest regarding the SEC regular season title against Kentucky. If Kentucky does not lose again, you'll need to win this one, I believe, um, after we lost on Saturday. Maybe. That might not be true, but math is hard. So you also got another game against Mississippi State featuring the Nike Balls on next Wednesday, March the 2nd, and then the Saturday before spring break, you have Senior Day, noon against South Carolina, and that'll wrap up your schedule for this 2022 season in conference play. Then the team will pack up and head down to South Florida to play in the conference tournament, and then hopefully to Greenville, South Carolina for the first weekend of March Madness, and uh, that's what's going on in basketball. Any uh, concerns about this team down the stretch, Davis? Um, I think uh, I think all the concerns I've brought up every time we've talked about them, I don't feel like I need to restate them because I'm pretty vocal about it. But mm-hmm. uh, I think in the tournament we're going to do good. Really resilient team. They know how to get it done in crunch time. So I'm not super worried at the end of the day. Yeah. But I also have my qualms as someone that like really is – is a student of the game. Every the, I would say every issue with not, this not team really is something fixable. Yeah, it's not like they're shooting bad. It's like yeah, it, I just wish you'd move around. Just maybe a backdoor screen, get a wide open three, boom. It's all fixable, and that's uh, that's important. But I do realize not every team can work like that. This is in a perfect world. I'm asking for all this this mo- extra movement, but not every team's built for it. Very well, I th- I think that's a that's a fair that's a fair qualm. All right, we're gonna head to a quick break when we return. The Secret 8.30 in the Morning song, as well as Auburn Baseball Chat, as they went out to Texas and picked up a two Texas-sized wins and one Texas-sized loss over the weekend in Globe Life Park. 
against some Big 12 competition. Brad Law was on the call for those. And we hope you listen on the Auburn Sports Network as Auburn was able to go 2-1 and one over the weekend to open up their season with some quality wins. They'll be returning to Plainsman Park later on this month. So check out all the action there and the newly redone Plainsman Park, I might add. We'll be right back in a few minutes with the remainder of the show. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Carr, joined alongside Davis Carroll, coming at you live on a, what is today? It's Monday, Monday. still, still, still Monday, believe it or not. Been here so long, it feels like Friday. Yeah, that's right. We've been here for 40 whole minutes. 40 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Let's jump back into your Auburn weather report right now in Auburn, Alabama. We are expecting some rain this morning. 54 degrees, showers in the vicinity right now, and by the looks of the radar, yep, the rain is coming, ladies and gents. Boom. It should be here by around 10 a.m., so plan accordingly there. Five-mile-per-hour wind heading northwest, 5.33 p.m. is your sunset, high of 59, low of 54 today. The pressure, 30 inches. Mm. So if you know what that means, take heed or stay calm, depending on if that's good or bad. Your daily forecast for the next couple of days. Tomorrow, the 22nd, will be 80 degrees is your high, 62 to the low, 9% chance of rain, 76 is the high on Wednesday, 81 your high on Thursday. So welcome back to the 80s for 2022. 16% chance of rain, so a mild chance of rain for the rest of the week. And then on Friday, we're going to dip back down to 65 degrees as the rain will return on Friday. And that's what's going on in the weather right now it's the it's that jet stream it's blowing this hot and cold air all over the place that's why we had those storms last weekend crazy now i was in gainesville on saturday i may have mentioned that already yeah but man it was uh it was like 78 Ugh. it was like room temperature like muggy no it felt awesome it was like Mm. room temperature getting out of the car interesting it was great and then leaving the game well that was uh at like 11 in the morning and then Leaving the game, it was about three thirty, and it was—I mean, it was almost hot. It was uh—that's Florida out in the sun, and then so it was seventy-eight, and then you get in the car and you drive five hours, and you get out of the car, and it's what thirty-five back in Auburn on Saturday night. So you just lost forty degrees driving five hours. It's pretty un- unbelievable. Hmm. Interesting. Funny how the world works. Funny how the world works. That's your Auburn weather update. For Monday, the 21st here, as we are nearly done with February, believe it or not, just about a week left. Feels like it just got started. And then we're on to March for some spring break and some March Madness. It's going to be crazy. Mad, if you will. Some may say. Some may say. All right, ladies and gents. Auburn baseball got rolling in Texas on a Friday at 11 in the morning. They uh, got skunked by Oklahoma. Who uh, it was scoreless after uh, six, and it was a pitching duel. Uh, let's see, Hayden Mullins gets the loss for Auburn as both teams go scoreless through six, and then Oklahoma breaks it open with two in the seventh, one in the eighth to win by a final tally of three to nothing. Uh, Sundloff for Oklahoma gets the win. Jay Goodman gets the save. Not much to talk about on that one. 
uh, other than Auburn off to a poor start. The bats did not heat up. But on Saturday, the pitching really shined. Joseph Gonzalez picks up his first win of the season. Going to be a valuable Saturday guy for the Tigers as the bullpen comes out. And especially Blake Burkhalter gets ice in his veins and gets the job done against Texas Tech on Saturday in front of a very big contingent of Texas Tech fans is what it made it sound like on the radio. Brad uh, Law was on the call for that one. Auburn scores once in the second, once in the fourth, and that was enough as they stave off Tech 2-1. to one. Tech's only run coming on a sacrifice fly. Also, Auburn had a just a beautiful ball to deep right center field that just kept carrying. Tech, Tech, the Texas Tech center fielder made just a web gem of a play. Wouldn't be surprised if that was on the Sports Center top 25 on Saturday night, or top 5, top 10. What do they do now? Top 10, maybe? Top 10. They also have the, the the bottom, but it's like the top ten, but it's bad, but it's funny. I don't watch ESPN anymore. All right, Kansas State on Sunday at 10.30 in the morning. Get your coffee and watch this one as the bats came alive. Auburn destroys K-State 12-1 to as uh, Trace Bright gets the win in that one and score crooked numbers in the third, fourth, and fifth inning to hang 12 on the Wildcats. And uh, not much to talk about that one other than Jacob and I were really worried that the pitching was going to be great, but just the offense was not going to be there for Auburn. I mean, if you hold teams to two and three and one all season long, you're going to have a pretty good chance in SEC play. But if the bats don't do anything, you're losing all those games. But it was good to see the bats do something on Sunday, and they hang 12 on this Big 12 opponent. So Auburn opens up the season two and one, two wins against Big 12 opponents, one loss. They are back in Plainsman Park on the 23rd. That is Wednesday. So if you uh, can't make it into to basketball for whatever reason, 5 p.m. versus Troy in Plainsman Park. And then we have a weekend series against our good friends from the university or from Yale University are traveling to the Plains once again. Uh, they will be playing at Plainsman Park on February 25th at 6 p.m. That's Friday the 26th. At 2 p.m., that is Saturday, and then at noon on Sunday, that's the 27th. We'll have another midweek game on Mardi Gras, March the 1st, against Alabama State, and then the day after against UAB. And then on Friday, we start a weekend series with Rhode Island. We play four games against Rhode Island. So, plenty of action coming up for Plainsman Park. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, ten straight home games. So, make it out to one of those if you can and then we hit the road to play Tennessee Tech during spring break that's what's going on in baseball when we come back we will talk about a whole lot more including softball as they made a trip down to Florida over the weekend to take on some of the best teams in the country including UCLA Wisconsin and the likes of Florida State in the Clearwater Invitational when we return we will talk about softball and a whole lot more final segment of the show coming up don't go anywhere Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I am your host, Jack Hard, joined alongside Davis Carroll, coming at you live on a 
Monday morning right here from the plains of Auburn and around the world, depending on how you are listening to us today. We thank you for doing so, choosing to spend your Monday morning with us. We hope you will stay dry this Monday morning as we are expecting some rain, so plan accordingly if you are out and about on a Monday like today. All right, we're going to continue the show as we have throughout the month of February by continuing to celebrate Black History Month by highlighting a different notable figure from black history each and every day. Today, our notable figure is the one and only Shirley Chisholm, an American politician and activist. She was born in 1924. She is an American politician and the first African-American woman to be elected to the United States Congress. Shirley St. Hill was the daughter of immigrants. Her father was from British Guyana, and her mother was from Barbados. She grew up in Barbados and her native and in Brooklyn, New York, and graduated from Brooklyn College. While teaching nursery school and serving as director of the Friends Day Nursery in Brooklyn, she studied elementary education at Columbia University and married Conrad Q. Chisholm in 1949, an education consultant for New York City's daycare division. She was also an active with community and political groups, including the NAACP and her district's Unity Democratic Club. In 1964 through 1968, she represented her Brooklyn district in the New York State Legislature, and in 1968, Chisholm was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives, defeating civil rights leader James Farmer. In Congress, she quickly became known as a strong liberal who opposed weapons development and the war in Vietnam and favored full employment proposals. As a candidate for the Democratic nomination for the U.S. president in 1972, She won 152 delegates before withdrawing from the race. Chisholm was a founder of the National Women's Political Caucus, supported the Equal Rights Amendment, and legalized abortions throughout her congressional career, which lasted from 1969 to 1983. She wrote the autobiographical works Unbought and Unbossed and The Good Fight in 1973. After her retirement from Congress, Chisholm remained active on the lecture circuit. She held the position of Purrington Professor at Mount Holyoke College, and was a visiting scholar at Spelman College. In 1993, she was invited by President Bill Clinton to serve as the ambassador to Jamaica, but declined because of her poor health. Chisholm was posthumously awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2015. And that is your Black History Moment of the Day. Today we were talking about Shirley Chisholm, if you're having trouble with that pronunciation. That is C-H-I-S-H-O-L-M, the first African-American woman to be elected to the U.S. Congress. Boom. Learn something new every day. That's the idea, isn't it? I think so. I hope I hope we're teaching you something at home. I hope you learned about Shirley Chisholm. If you don't know about Shirley Chisholm, hope we could teach you about her. If you knew about her, hope we could teach you something new about her. Mm. And we encourage you, of course, to go do your own research, as always, Shirley Chisholm. Um, with that, we're going to jump back into some Auburn athletics, as there was a lot to get to from over the weekend. Um, softball. Women's sports. Did we win? We won Boom. at least one game. Okay. <laughs> That's the roster. Where's the schedule? All right. We went to Texas. Yep. The St. Pete Clearwater Elite Invitational presented by Wilson. If you could believe that. That long name. Uh, we had five games against some uh, big Power 5 schools, and we came out with a 4-1 and one record. Boom. Texas Tech on Thursday, we won 7-1. to one. Good performance there as the Tigers homer twice in a victory over Texas Tech. Shelby Lowe gets the win on that one. No surprise there. 
Shelby Lowe also gets the win on Friday against as Auburn uh, blows out Wisconsin 9-3, scoring a four spot in that first inning and never turning back. Um, and then on Friday, they defeat number 11, Texas, 6-2, also another four spot in the first inning there. So the hot start is the modus operandi for Auburn on Friday as they score four in both first innings in their Friday games and def- defeat ranked Texas. Um, Maddie Penta gets the win in that one for Auburn as the Tigers win 6-2. to And then on Saturday, um, in the one game I was able to listen to, it was not a pretty scene for Auburn as they suffered their first loss of the season. To number three, UCLA, they get run-ruled in six innings, 9 to nothing by the Bruins. Uh, Shelby Lowe picks up the loss in this one as the Bruins um, score and bust it open in the fourth inning and then score six in the sixth to run rule the Tigers. On Sunday, Auburn bounces back and defeats USF 5-1. to one. Maddie Pena gets the win, Shelby Lowe gets the save, and Auburn escapes from St. Pete with a 4-1 and one record to open up the season, including taking down ranked Texas and defeating the host, USF, on Sunday by a final score of 5-1. to one. Auburn will return to Plainsman Park to take on Jacksonville State Wednesday at 5 p.m., so you have your choice of baseball or softball or basketball all in action on Wednesday evening. Then the Plainsman Invitational will be this weekend. Uh, ULM, Syracuse, Delaware State, and Bradley will all be visiting Auburn will play ULM and, De- and Syracuse twice. They'll play Delaware State and Bradley just once, and that is what you have to look forward to at Jane B. Moore Field this weekend coming up. All right. That's going to do it for sports. Are you sure? Any other sports? Equestrian? Um, I, don't, I don't know about the equestrian. Well, that's going to do it for sports then. That's going to do it for sports. Um. What have you seen Uncharted? Not yet. I have not. Okay. Uh, I've played all the games, and I'm not excited for the movie, but I'm going to go see it. Very well. You going to see it with us, me and Chris, maybe Alex? Man, maybe. Um, it's got Tom Holland. It's your favorite. Yeah, Thomas Holland. Um, Through the Lens comes out today. Am I wrong? Y- uh, yes. Maybe we're recording an episode today as well. Doesn't doesn't the pirate episode come out today? I believe so. Yes, okay. that's what I'm excited about. There's a brand new episode of Through the Lens featuring me, <laughs> um, where we talk about pirates of the Caribbean. You best start believing. Yes, uh, Davis's impressions do continue throughout, so don't skip through any of it. Um, Juwan Howard is in a bit of hot water. See, we weren't done with sports. We're done with Auburn sports. Oh, this is more news, I think. Jawan Howard got the Jawan Howard, known West Wing. Yes, known Duke actor. Duke player from the West Wing universe. <laughs> um, he punched a guy, notably the Wisconsin coach, on uh, on was it yesterday? Maybe did they play games on yes. Sunday in the Big Ten? I believe it was yesterday. Few names in the bigger history of Notre Dame basketball than Digger Phelps. So anytime he gives his take on something, Irish fans and at least some college bas- basketball fans tend to listen. After the Michigan coach, Jawan Howard, threw a punch at the end of his team's loss to Wisconsin. I don't know why we're talking to Digger Phelps, to be honest with you. But 
I think Jawan Howard was upset that there was a timeout called. Uh, I wouldn't be. I mean, I don't. I don't really know what the situation was, but speculation that he could be fired. Man, don't fire the guy for throwing a punch. That's what I'm saying. Alex tweeted about it. Oh, man on the scene. Yeah, man on the scene. He said, coach has been fired for less, which is a good point. They've also not been fired for more. That's true. So, if we're using the... uh, Bruce is still here. If we're using the common law approach, Mm. can you base it on precedent? I guess you can. There's too much precedent either way. If there's too much precedent either way, is there any precedent? Mm. If we all have superpowers, do any of us have superpowers? Can anything truly have precedent if every situation is completely unique? Mm. Yes. I was reading about I just got text. I know it's about what we were just saying. Uh um I was I my midterm was about as to it's yeah, don't worry about it. Boring. It is boring. All right. Michigan's head coach. Up twelve seconds. Up twelve, fifteen seconds, he called a timeout. Up twelve, fifteen seconds, he called a timeout. Very well. Okay. That's that's what I'm seeing now. Um Thank you, uh, man on the scene, Jacob, not With, Hillman. Wisconsin head coach Greg Gard shook hands, and Howard could be seen saying something to Gard. Gard grabbed Howard with his left hand to stop the Michigan coach from moving to the next person to shake hands, which seemed to anger Howard. After arguing for a few moments, the two were separated before another Wisconsin ap- assistant began shouting at Howard. Shortly after, Howard threw a punch towards the member of the Badgers coaching team, sparking pushing and shoving between both sets of players. So Gard spoke with CBS Sports postgame to explain his perspective of the, quote, altercation. Good word. Apparently, he didn't like that I called a timeout to reset the 10-second call because we only had four seconds to get the ball over half court, and I didn't want to put my backups. All I had had were bench guys in the game. I didn't want to put them in the position of scrambling with only four seconds. So I took a timeout and got us a new 10 seconds and helped them get organized and get the ball in. He did not like that when it came through to the handshake. So I'll leave it at that, and the tape will show the rest. What Mm. a crazy answer. I don't think a timeout is to be called there. Be honest. I guess not. Your bench players are supposed to be able to do that. It's not like you were going to lose, Greg Gard. I'm just saying I'm kind of on Jawan's side. I would have also been mad, but I'm not sure if I would have thrown a punch. That's fair. Um, I think, yeah. That's like that's like when like two seconds left, the other guy like goes up and dunks it. Like the team that's up 20 dunks it. Like You mm-hmm. don't do that. It's not cool. Not cool. Punch not worthy. Cool. Like Arkansas did to Auburn. Talk, bleep, get hit. Boom. That's what I'll say. Talk something. Talk, smack, get whacked. Oh, okay. There we go. There's your safer radio version of, <laughs> of my favorite saying. Talk, smack, get whacked. Oh. And that's going to do it for today's show. <laughs> With that, I want to thank everybody for choosing to spend your Monday morning. Thank you, Jacob, for correcting us. And... um you can tweet at us at cdiscau. I got to remind you that because uh, I need I need people to get in contact. With that, thank you so much for listening to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on Weagle ninety one point one FM. However, you joined us today, whether that be from your radio antenna from WeagleFM.com or by listening to our podcast, we would like to remind you that all of our episodes are available as a podcast, absolutely PSA break free wherever podcasts are heard. Just search for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDISKU. That's at CDISCAU for links to that podcast, information about the show, and important updates. You can also tweet at us to get your voice on the show and join the conversation on Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. You might want to go ahead and follow the station, WEGL, on Twitter and Instagram. That is at WEGL underscore AU. Our dedicated team of marketing professionals is working tirelessly to provide you with high-quality content for fans of the station. 
And with that, for Jack Hart and Davis Carroll, this has been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We wish you a great rest of your Monday. We will talk at you tomorrow, Tuesday at 8 in the morning. This is Jack Hart signing off. And as always, War Eagle, be sure to stay dry today. We are expecting some rain. And with that, have a great rest of your week if you can't join us. And if you have joined us, thank you for doing so. We'll talk at you later.